Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Let me tell you about our guest, Sal Santoro, co-owner of the Crooked Path, which is a traditional witchcraft shop located in Burbank, California. With more than 30 years of experience, Sal has practiced various occult systems, has given him the ability to combine these structures and systems for practical ritual magic. His studies include traditional witchcraft, ceremonial magic, planetary magic, voodoo, and spellcraft. Sal sees what he does as math, and no matter which religion you identify with, you can always use your will to manifest change. Sal Santoro on Coast to Coast. Sal, welcome to the program. Wow. Thank you very much, George. How are you doing tonight? Good. I'm looking forward to this. How did you get involved in witchcraft and things like that? Um, I grew up back in New England, and um, and that sounds stereotypical. You think of New England and witchcraft, but it really wasn't. <laughs> I grew up in the woods of New Hampshire, and one of my really dear friends uh, and I both got involved in about 1979 to 1980, so that would have put me at about 15 years old. And I just became really, you know, really into it. And I just wanted to know, I wanted more knowledge as much as I could get. And, of course, this is pre-internet. So, you know, I, I did what I could fi- and tried to find what I, you know, could find out there in my limited abilities with, like, the public library in New Hampshire or whatever. And uh, by 1985, I moved to Los Angeles, California. And when I moved to Los Angeles... It changed my life because everything was available to me right there. Yeah. Um, And it started, you know, I I did my first internship in a year and a day with a uh, Wiccan group called the Druidic Craft of the Wise. Mm -hmm. That would have been in 1989 with a woman named Judith Dufresne. And I learned with them. After, After that went on, I moved on to my second group. And it was more along the Gardnerian tradition, um, still Wicca. And I did a year and a day with that group as well. And after that time, I moved forward and I joined the Golden Dawn, uh-huh. which, which is a ceremonial magical order. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some, some okay. people don't. And, and it, it's an esoteric order that is based kind of like combinations of the backgrounds of some Rosicrucian work as well as connected to the Masonic lodges, and uh, it it was it was first developed around 1860 in in Britain, and that was where the first order started. And it brought out people like Aleister Crowley, um, McGregor Mathers, Dion Fortune, um, people of this ilk. All the heavyweights uh, at the time. That's right. Yeah, Oscar Wilde, um, A.E. Waite. There was a lot of people that, re- that really were in that system at that time. And so I found it by the early 90s, and I did my time with them. When I actually left there, I ended up working at a very famous um, occult shop in Hollywood called Panpipes. It was uh, then owned by a man named George Derby, who had a background in the Voodoo systems as well as ceremonial magic, and I was his, like cleanup kid you know i would go around and sweep the floors and yep like the intern right the intern right right i was you know i was like the jiminy cricket <laughs> and uh i went there and i learned from him even more and then my systems just kept growing from that point and you know moved forward a couple you know years and now i have a shop with my wife here in burbank california 
Good for you. We'll talk about that shop in a moment. But did, did it take time to try to convince people, hey, I'm a nice guy, I'm not evil, I'm not a Satanist, you know, I practice Wiccan, uh, I'm a witch, but you know what, you people are, you know, you've got the, the wrong information about what we do. Did you have well, to ever come across that? I, I think that, it, it, I mean, more so in the 90s for sure. Um, but, you know, during that time, I, you know, I left, I left Wicca. I didn't stay through it my entire life. That, because remember, Wicca is actually a religious system. Right. And it, it deals, deals in the duality of the feminine and the masculine, using pagan, usually pagan deities of Europe, old deities, and the agricultural system with the wheel of the year and the, the movements of the moon, the lunar cycle. That, to me, was beautiful in, in its system, but it, it, it limited me to do work that I wanted to do. Um, so I, I did leave it behind at one, at one point. Um, I, and I've looked into different systems. I, I got to meet um, Anton LaVey, actually, uh, who was actually a really, really nice guy. <laughs> That's what people say about it. So, I was just going to say that a lot of people think otherwise. Yeah, he was a card. He was. He was. I mean, when you hear about him being a carny, he actually was. And he, the only thing that he told me, you know, I was so intimidated because, you know, here I am, this young occultist, and this guy walks into the shop, and he gave me one sentence. He told me, "Don't be a parrot." That was, his, that, was, that was his that was advice. His. Yeah. Yep. And then he walked by, and I was just like, "It." I, that stayed with me. You know. What is Hollywood? You know, and you live in Los Angeles now. What has Hollywood done to the impression of witches? I mean, I think back to the Wizard of Oz and things like that, and then mm-hmm. the TV show Bewitched, which was a cute story of a witch. Sure. But it, you know, Hollywood gives you the impression that you know witches are running around you know, turning kids into gingerbread and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. Well, you know, the, Hollywood has always, I think they're actually more, they're the cause of what people see, of course, because we're so induced by media, and we, we, we see it so much, and television shows. And, you know, I always tell people it's like, you know, in the 80s when rock and roll was big and MTV was really huge and we were dealing with the PMRC and, you know, heavy metal bands like Motley Crue and all those guys, you know, they were, they were using all this flash occult vision just to sell records, you know, kind sure. of like Kiss did in the 70s yeah. um, or Black Sabbath. Um, but, you know, Hollywood got a hold of it and they just, they just milked it dry and they're still doing it. And, and I, it's, it bothers me because now I'm almost 60. Now I'm four years from 60 years old. Well, you don't sound it at all. Well, thank you. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. 56 years old this year. And, you know, it's like, for me, it really bothers me because so many people are, are caught up with what they're seeing in like shows like Sabrina or American Horror Story, you know, the, the, sensationalism, the sensationalism of it all. And it really isn't. It's just life. It's, it's living life and, and moving through it with a certain concept on how you want to achieve certain things in your life. Well, give me your definition, Sal, of what a witch is. A witch, first of all, is a non-binary term. So it's not just a female. Um, it's a it's a it's a person that 
uses the herbs and oils and the elements of the earth and their surroundings to cause change with their will by using spellcraft, incantation, oils, and candles to work in the planetary magic structure like with, with color scales. So when you, when you look at witchcraft in the modern sense, we're not talking about Wicca, because Wicca is a religion in, in a right. self, but the act of witchcraft is really based around a lot of planetary magic systems. It's based around some of Ptolemaic structure and the Chaldean oracles, and it's also based, also based around Kabbalah, because, you know, people see the colors of the planets that they're using. When you see somebody say, oh, I, I need to burn this candle, and it's this color, the reason that they're getting that color, it's actually from one of the four worlds on the Tree of Life in Kabbalah. And they don't know that, but that's actually where it comes from. And you, you combine that with the concept of the seven days in the week, which are the seven ancient planets, not the modern planets because they're considered eras in time. They're too far out. And in Ptolemy's time, that's what, that's what they dealt with on a daily level. And this is where the names come from. And so you, you key in on time with color spectrum and herbs and oils that cross-correlate to those planets that you're trying to work with and line it up to get the job done. How does mathematics and science play a role in this? Well, when, when I, I think what, what I was trying to say with that was it's, it's like math to me. It, 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 it's, it's mathematical in itself. It, it's not gematria, which is a system of magic through numbers. It's not that specifically. But it's, it's, for me, it's like simple, simple mathematics. It's like knowing what time of day to do this working, what planet to bring into. So that's what I was trying to get across when I said that. Okay. Now, you've, you've cast spells before. For years, yeah. Good spells, bad spells, both? So the, now this is where you start getting into, um, like, thoughts of what's good, what's bad, what's up, what's down, what's yep, back, what's yep. right. And, you know, we're all, I, I want to believe that we're all raised well. I mean, my, I grew up with parents. My father was a, on, the, on the B-24 Liberator in World War II. You know, I was raised in an Italian home mm -hmm. on the East Coast. Um, with a good family, and I, I was brought up well, and I brought, was brought up to respect people and do right by people. Um, you know, so with, with that, when, when you have to decide the work that you're doing magically, you have to follow what's inside you and if it's right to be doing that. It, 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 it's, it's your compass within you and the way you are as a person that decides whether something is bad or good. There's a great occultist in the modern time, okay, named Lon Miladuquette, and he wrote in one of his books, there is no black or white magic, there's just the magician. Yeah, Lon's been on the program before. He's, he is a huge, I mean, he's a big deal for me. He's an amazing man, you know what I mean? And that's a quote from one of his books. It's true, it's not black or white, it's the, it's the person. You know, if the person's going to be doing something horrible and, and malicious, then, then that would be deemed in that way, for sure, as being a, a, a darker act. Sure. But, you know, 
you have to look at what what's what is coercion to some people might not be to someone else some people see doing a love spell on a person that they already know is bending them to to, to get to the advantage that they want right but other people see it differently how much you know, does karma have to do with this well i believe that that karma you know is a word that i believe is is kind of gets used wrong I mean, karma is a really important term in a lot of Eastern systems. And it, but when people think of karma, I think that they, they have this understanding that, oh, if, if I do something good today, something, you know, I'm going to get something good that's going to come back. If I do something right. bad, something's going to come back. See, this is the thing that I think is wrong, because you shouldn't be doing good or bad things to get good or, to get a good badge, you should be doing good things because you are a good person, and that's the way we are. We, to make the world move, we should all be treating each other with that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. The, the, the concept of karma being mixed into a into an esoteric system, it, it, it's 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 hard to put your finger on. Like in Wicca, when Wicca was developed by Gerald Gardner in 1956. You know, he made that cohesive system off of utilizing components of ceremonial magic and things like the Golden mm-hmm. Dawn, people like Dion Fortune and Crowley, people like that. And then he brought in the pagan gods of old and built it around the, the, the wheel of the year, thus creating a new religion. Okay, and when he did that, I, I mean, I, I, I might... This might upset some people out there, and you know this is just my view. I don't I don't impose my views on anybody because it's not it's not right. But I believe that when you start stepping into that system, and they say, "Oh, if you do this, so in it harm none, do what thou wilt." Okay, that's what that's a term that Gardner phrased for the Wiccan system, which which is actually a revamp of do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law by Aleister Crowley. And, you know, when you look at the two, they're obviously, there's similarities, but they're different. But I believe that you remember when, when Gardner built this system, he was a fictional writer. And when he built the system of Wicca, we were just coming out of World War II. We were coming, and, and the, in the United States specifically, we were coming into McCarthyism. And everything was set up a certain way, and we were, we were, our boys were home, and everything was was moving in that in that in that space and time. And I believe that when he developed this system, he didn't want people to think that which meant bad, you know, because right. it, had, it has a stamp on it, kind of like we were discussing earlier. And I think that he did his best by creating sowing that harm none, do what thou wilt, to show people that they were not unlike people that study or practice Western systems of religion, like Christianity, right? And I think that that's where he was going, but that was kind of like softening the blow so people could see that they, they weren't malicious, they weren't these twisted crone people, they weren't, they weren't deviates or being evil. You know, and I, 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 I think that it spoke a lot for that time, 
but I think people now are starting to understand it. You know, you, when, you, when you have a store like this, I, I deal with parents anywhere between 35 and 60 that, that are bringing their kids in the store now to teach them things and to, and to give them the right information, to give them choices. And, you know, being a kid growing up in the 60s and 70s, I didn't have that. You know, well, a lot of us didn't. Yeah, we didn't, and and I, I'm I'm not knocking my parents at all. They were they're amazing, and both still alive, ninety seven and ninety four. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, they're they're great. They they've got their wits about them. They're great people, but you know they taught they just happened to teach me in a certain way. You know, I was an altar boy in a Catholic church growing up. Yeah, it was beautiful to me. It's it so you know after I moved through the systems that I did, I realized that witchcraft doesn't really mean that you worship the devil or you worship a god or a goddess specifically. Witchcraft is, is just a, it's, it's a science. That Well, what you just said is the most poignant thing about this. Most people, Sal, most uh-huh. people think when you talk about witchcraft, you're talking about Satan or the devil. And that yeah. is so wrong, but they all think that. Mm-hmm. How come? The media, television, movies... Uh, you know, look at look at the movies of the '70s. Every time there was a movie in the '70s and the '80s, think of Rosemary's Baby. You know, yeah, there was yeah. always a pentagram. And you know, how long into the up into the '90s did people see the five-pointed star and either think it was a the sign of someone of the Jewish faith or they thought it was the devil? That not many people really could wrap their head around it, other than that just meant something bad. You know, just like the word occult meant something bad. Now, not many people realize it. Some of us do, but occult is just knowledge that's hidden from view. It's esoteric knowledge. And um, a lot of people, I think, confuse words like occult with cult. You know, because when you think of this, again, in the last, in my lifetime, Jim Jones, um, Charles Manson. Cults. Cults Cults. popping up everywhere. Yep. But that's not occultism. The Moonies, that was a cult. The Moonies was another one. And the ones that chased the, chased the, 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 the what, remember the ones that took Heaven, Heaven, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate people, yeah. That's a cult. That's not occultism. And I think that people just get scared of the words. And I think through movies and things like that, this is why people, it, for so long, were stuck in this being one thing. I mean, my mother comes to my store, and she still is like, isn't that? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I have to explain to her. My mom's very open-minded and is, is, is very great with the whole thing now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've been, but she's known I've been this way since, you know, the early, early 80s. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.